Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. In today's podcast, Wally Malish, a Keller Williams MAPS executive coach, is going to share his experience on how you can niche your real estate business with success by working in probate, trust, and conservatorship. Wally's mission is to coach agents to create experiences worth giving and legacies worth leaving. Well, you know, of course, I you know I don't have to tell you how much I appreciate you being a guest on the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents podcast. I mean, we were talking this morning and I was like, I think I've known Wally, what, about 15 years? That's about right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah. so um, we have today, we have Wally Malish and he is a Keller Williams MAPS executive coach. And he also does some other things that he will explain to you. But I've known you and Cheryl for a very long time. I mean, I came on working with y'all on your website and some marketing materials and things like that as part of your team. But y'all have now just gone into a whole new realm of real estate. So let's kind of just let you have the floor and you start talking about, I would love to hear your background because even though I know it, I want everybody to understand how impressive your background is. So I'm going to just let you tell us who you are. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. So it's always interesting when somebody says your background is impressive because that's not my view. My view is my background is my background. So thank you for that. Um, and by the way, most people have impressive backgrounds that are probably on this call and listening because that's just who people are that get in the real estate world and want to be successful. So anyway, enough about that. Uh, I got started in the mid 80s. I had come out of a few years in the corporate world, international business, and just my kids were young, didn't want to be on airplanes all the time, flying off to Europe and the Middle East, which is where I did business. Uh, became a real estate agent, uh, ended up buying the company I worked for uh, by the end of the first year. Uh, and then we opened up a insurance division. We opened up a mortgage division and we had interest in an escrow company. So we had a bit of a diversified company. And at the same time, I was teaching at Pepperdine University. I'm here in Southern California, and which ended up being a 14-year stint on faculty at Pepperdine and, and had the opportunity to write their very first undergraduate entrepreneurial studies program. Well, wow, I did not know so, that. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's a, another little piece. And I share that. Um, because really learning and helping people grow has been a lifelong passion of mine. When I first became a real estate agent, <clears throat> coming out of the corporate world, you have a job to do, you do your job, and that's about it, right? You work hard for the next opportunity. Right. I remember closing my first transaction and thinking, wow, I really enjoyed myself. I got to work with these really cool people. I'm making a really nice paycheck. And then they sent me a gift basket. And I went, you got to be kidding me. You got to go work with people, help them realize their dream, help them accomplish something that they didn't know how to do. You get paid and they thank you. 
Wow, what an amazing world. Yeah. It's a it's a great way to build a relationship with with your clients that when they do that, it makes you realize, you know, it may not have you may have not have thought, wow, that was not that big of a deal, but to them it was just the whole world for them. So it's really neat when you have your clients appreciate you as much. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And it was really um, an early self-coaching experience about becoming better in this industry. And I remember getting the gift basket and a few of the agents in the office going, oh, who's that from? And I told them and they went, oh, well, I've never gotten one of those. I've never gotten one of those. And I went, really? Huh. That kind of surprised me. And then I thought, okay, then what did I do? That, that caused this to happen and what should I be doing in the future to have every client want to send me a gift basket at the end of the transaction. And you, you know what? It's shaped how I dealt with people. Yeah, that's great. I love that. So you talk about, um, let's talk a little bit about how you got into um, the trust probate and conservatorships in sales. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, so uh, as I mentioned, I bought the company, sold the company, ultimately became uh, a regional vice president for the number one independent company here in Southern California. And after, I don't know, a number of years of doing that and working all kinds of hours, seven days a week, not that that's unusual in real estate, um, I had 3,000 agents I was responsible for. So anybody on this call that's responsible for other people knows how much fun that is. Uh, and part of it was a lot of fun and part of it was not a lot of fun. And I remember my wife saying, why don't you just come back and sell again? Why, why are you off doing all this other stuff? And it just was one of those things that went, yeah, you know, it would be fun to back to the roots of the business. I'd gotten so far mm -hmm. away from what realtors do and into the world of building big businesses and funny enough, I realized it wasn't really what I wanted. I just kind of ended up in this job. Right. So then I said to myself, okay, well, I haven't been in sales now in almost 20 years. I've been running real estate businesses. Huh. I don't have a database of people that buy and sell houses, or I don't have, I don't have a database of consumers. I have a database of providers. And although oh, that's yeah. helpful... They're probably not the people who are going to call me when they're ready to sell. So then I said, okay, what piece of this business that regardless of what's going on in the economy, good times, bad times, are in a position where a real estate transaction is likely? Expires for sale by owners. And then I thought, oh, probates and trust, which actually came out of my father passing away a few years before that. And uh, I'm in Southern California. Dad was in Ohio. And it was a lot of work, even though I'm a real estate agent. And I went, hmm, fortunately, I'm a real estate agent, so I understand how all this works. I would have been overwhelmed, and my brother would have been overwhelmed, trying to deal with everything we had to deal with, with my brother in New Jersey, me in California, and dad having property in Ohio. Right. And I went, uh-huh. I could be the person who makes that piece of somebody's life go much smoother and, and help them through a very trying time. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it from the standpoint of not everybody will need my help. Some people will. 
And what can we do such that if they're out of the area, we can handle everything other than the personal decisions? And that's what we did. We Next set up a, yeah. So we had a cleaning company, we had contractors, we had landscapers, we had charities. I mean, it was a full service, whatever you need, we will take care of it. And then that attracted attorneys because they're going, oh my goodness, oh, I've yeah. never met anybody like that before. You are truly full service. Yep. So then we had attorneys calling us. Hey, uh, I just had a probate come in. Could you handle it for us? So that's that's what got me into the business. And now that's something that I coach on and have programs mm -hmm. on. So if anybody is interested in learning about mm -hmm. the probate, they can contact me and I'll yep. be glad to walk them through the process. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's what I tell my clients all the time is that when, you know, when you're in real estate, don't look at look at how you can help somebody, you know, and, and take that burden off of them, or at least, you know, don't go into the relationship assuming they know how this works, because most of the time they don't, or their situation is different. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I like to tell people to, you know, look at your market and niche. And so that's kind of where you found that niche of doing the probate, because that's a huge thing for people to take that burden off of them when it's such an emotional time. You know, it's an emotional time anyway, when you sell or buy real estate, but when you have a situation like probate, that just takes it to a whole nother level. And that's that's where you really can, I feel that you can help people handle what they're going through in a better way. And so by having somebody mm -hmm. with you, like you with the knowledge that you have, this is something I would tell agents, and I think you would agree, is look at your market and what's missing, you know, what can you, what can you tap into that nobody else is to make, first of all, make yourself different from everybody, but two, how can you offer that service? Like what you said, we had the landscapers, we had, you know, the house cleaners, you know, people don't think of that. Um, just even getting moving boxes, you know, stuff like that would be a big help to people. So it's like, make sure you know your vendors, you know, have a whole list of vendors and make sure that that you use them and you appreciate, they know how much you appreciate them. So mm -hmm. I love that part of it. And so you put in your, in your questionnaire, when I was asking you some questions, you talked about one of your proudest moments was receiving the CRB designation, which was awarded to less than 1% of all realtors nationally. So kind of tell me about that and how that made you feel to, to receive that. Um. <clears throat> I think it's important to pour into yourself. Probably the most, the number one thing all of us should have on our list is how do I become better? It's we're always working on who we become. Mm -hmm. And um, I had some friends that had accomplished getting a CRB and I was like, what is that? And there's a lot of designations in real estate. NAR has lots of designations. And they said, well, as a broker running a business, uh, this is one of the most difficult certifications to get, and it is one that, that basically only about 1% of all brokers, broker owners, have this designation. And I went, oh. Mm. And what it really did was help, help me understand not just how, how, do you, how do you broker transactions, how do you manage people. It was about who you become in the process. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really 
And, and, and by the way, you learn from other students that are in the class. So now you're building your network. So now you have people around the country that you can reach out and talk to. Um, and, and it was just, it was really like, well, if this is one of the most difficult things to do, then I want to do that. All right. And, you know, for anybody, what is it you want to do? So when we got into probate, <clears throat> I went out and go, okay, is there such a thing as a residential probate certification? And my wife and I have been through several classes on being certified as probate agents because we wanted to see what was out there that we could learn, that we could show our clients that we were good at that. Right. So it's really all, it's not about me. It's about what this allows me to become to give to others. That's right. really education. That's the education. Yeah. You know, I, I'm one of these people and everybody on my team knows that if I say something, you know, if I say, you know, hey, can you go do this for me? Well, I don't know how. Don't tell me that. <laughs> don't tell me I don't know, because you can always figure it out. You know, just take the initiative to figure it out. If if you're if you're really passionate about it, you will figure it out. And at the with the Internet at our disposal nowadays, there's no reason for not knowing. Um, you know, so that's a big thing with me is if you don't know, go figure it out, but don't just say, I don't know, just say, I may not have that answer right now, but I'll go get it and I'll bring it back to you. And that shows the initiative is the way I look at it, which is education, yeah. you know, regardless 100%. of what you have, you know, a, a certification, a degree and all that. It's just putting your heart and soul into what you believe in and being the best at it. Um, so tell me a little bit about your, you know, you have your hands in a lot of things. So let's talk about those. So um, you talk about a morning routine, and this is where I admire people that have that get up in the morning and you know what you're on the, like you said, I'm up every morning at 630. I'm on the phones at 730. So who are you talking to at 730 in the morning? Are you coaching at that time? What What do you do? <laughs> That's, that's when my coaching day begins. Uh, I'm on the West Coast. Yeah. So 7.30 for me is 10.30 on the East Coast. So, so do you work with agents all over the country or around the world? What? <clears throat> my clients are North America. Okay. U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I have clients from the East Coast to Hawaii. So I cover a lot of time zones. <laughs> yes. It's sometimes very Which, hard. By the way, that's one, yeah, that's one of the challenging things about working with different time zones <clears throat> is you always have to learn to specify the time zone. So when, when people don't do that, you'll go, okay, so we have an appointment at 2.30 and I have to go, which time zone? <laughs> is yeah. that mine or yours? And they go, oh, well, mine. <laughs> yeah, so, I used yeah, to have in my office, York. my old office, I had all the clocks, you know, for the different time zones because it was just, so crazy, you know, how you do things with different time zones. And I've missed a couple of those <laughs> thinking, oh, yeah. oh, I thought you said 2.30 my time. <laughs> yeah. so. so so morning routines to me are one of the most important things. Uh, and by the way, uh, and I'm sure people on the call have noticed this, when you have amazing things to do and you have a schedule you're excited about, mm -hmm. it's real easy to get up, get out of bed. Exactly. I've never been a morning person. I'm just, that's not been, that's not how I'm wired. And yet, as my career developed, and now as a coach, when I get to do 
a job that's my 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 passion. The one thing I love, which is helping other people grow, sharing the wisdom and experience that you have created, you've learned, and give that to others. So I'm every day I wake up, I'm excited. It's like, oh boy, look what I get to do. Then I think the other thing that I wrote in that morning routine is every morning, one of the most important things for me, and I learned this from another coach, is I get up and I look in that mirror and I went, okay, this is your day. You're in control of the day. What is it you're going to do to make this day amazing for the people that you interact with? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you go back and you look at that mirror again and you ask the question, did you accomplish what you started the day with? So all of us get to be in charge of our day and what we want to do with it. And what we say to ourselves first thing in the morning, I either reach over and hit the snooze button three times, or I get up and go, or I'm now thinking about all of the interruptions and difficulty of what I'm going to do for the day. Here's the thing that all of us need to remember. Whatever day we're facing, we chose that day. We right. chose to be involved in what's about to happen. And the thing I love about real estate, most of us are here because we chose to be here. It wasn't exactly. because, and there, I'm sure there's a few where mom and dad said, you're going to grow up and be a realtor. Um, most of us are here because we chose to be here. And the other thing is you get to choose who you work with. And when you make those choices first thing every morning, every day gets to be amazing. Right. Well, I look at things like, I'm kind of like that every morning. I have this little mantra that I go through. And one of them is I will attract the people that my own self, the way I look at myself or it's going to be the way people I am attracted to other people. I don't know if that comes out right, but you know, it's who you attract is how you feel. And so if you're in a bad mood, you're going to attract people in a bad mood. If you're in a positive mood, you're going to attract people that have a positive outlook and you've got to surround yourself with those people. You know, I always think you can't, just have a perfect world that you live in, but you really have to look about at to keep yourself motivated. It's you've got to surround yourself with the right, like the like-minded people. And I think that's really important. And if you don't, then, you know, that's when I tell people get on a podcast, hire a coach, you know, you know, download an app that gives you positive affirmations. You know, there are so many tools that people can help that may not feel like they have the confidence but there's the tool, the tools are out there. They just have to find what tool is going to work for them, in my opinion. So, you know, that's really important is to wake yeah, up with I, that good attitude. You agree? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, without question, because that's the one thing that we can control. And we choose whether somebody else is going to ruin our attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't, the person didn't come and ruin your attitude. You allowed that to happen. Uh, exactly. And some people operate on the five minute rule, the 90 second rule, which is when I get into that bad space, I got five minutes to get out of it. I got 90 mm -hmm. seconds to sit here and scream and holler and, and jump up and down and do whatever it is I need to do. And at the end of 90 seconds, I'm done and I'm back to being amazing. Right. And if you don't have I'm going like to solve that, that. Life, create one. Yes. And I always say, you know what, if the day's not going the way it should, then stop for a minute, write down what's not going right. And then what are you going to do to fix it? Because only you can fix what's wrong in your own world, you know, and you can't depend on other people to make it right. It's got to come from you and within 
to make it what you want. You know, some people get that later in life, you know, they get that, oh, I get that now, you know, but it was something that I've always had. I mean, I've, I've always had a goal. Even as a kid, I was like goal oriented. And, um, you know, it was kind of like, you know, what got me into real estate was a friend of my mother, she owned a brokerage and that impressed me that she was a woman back in the late seventies and she owned her own brokerage and she drove a Cadillac. <laughs> and I was, I would ride in the back seat of her car and she'd have all those big old MLS books, you know, and I would sit there and read them while all the other girls were talking and giggling and all that. I was like, well, what's this? Well, what does this mean? You know? And that was when I realized that my, my future was in real estate because I wanted that pink cat. She didn't have a pink Cadillac, but she had a Cadillac and she owned her own business. And I went home and told my parents, I said, I'm going to grow up and be a realtor and I'm going to have my own business. And they were like, okay, Kim, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, that's what I did. You know, I just focused. I didn't own a real estate brokerage, but I did go into real estate and I did achieve what I wanted to do. So, you know, but you have a lot of setbacks, but you still got to put your foot in front of the other. So let's talk about, right. um, you know, you talk about my foundation. You know, I asked you about the foundation that you work with and you say you will get all you want in life. And I'm going to let you finish that. <laughs> you say um, you will get all you want in life if you help enough people get what they want, right? Yeah, it's an old Zig Ziglar quote. It's an old Zig Ziglar quote. Um, and, you know, if you haven't listened to Zig, the guy is full of great expressions. Yes. And when I heard that and I started looking around, I go, what's the greatest thing you can do? By the way, that was something that Walt Disney used to say. Uh, when you start looking, a lot of people that have achieved things, their focus is on helping the people around them. And when you help enough people, and let's just face it, what are we doing as real estate people? We're helping people accomplish what they want. They right. want to buy a house. They want to sell a house. They want to invest. There's something they want to do. And when we cause that to happen, what do we get? That's we get exactly. a very nice paycheck. Well, that too, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. also we also get a contact for life. And that contact knows other people. And the next thing you know, this one little act of helping somebody get what they want, which was a different place to live, to raise their family, to grow memories, all of the things that are attached to that for us is almost unlimited. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. the making of a great real estate career. Right. The other thing that I learned about that little expression, and there's a little different version of that. And the other version of that is, do you know who the highest paid people in the world are? Who? What do they do? They help people. They move <laughs> people's emotions. That's true. Yeah. They help people. No, they move. They move people's emotions. Those are the entertainers of the world. Mm -hmm. And that's a quote that, that comes true. from Tony Robbins. So in addition to how people achieve what they want, if you do that and you cause them to end up in a highly positive emotion, so a transaction can either end as, man, I never want to talk to my real estate agent again, or I want that person to be my best friend. Yeah. And regardless of what happens doing through the transaction, for the most part, when you're dealing with reasonable, rational people, 
and they get that key and they walk across that threshold for the first time, you just created magic for them. Exactly. There's nothing like it, especially when That's you see that cool. happy face. Yeah. It's crazy. So let's talk about who your if your professional mentor. Let's talk a little bit about him and why he why you would choose him out of everybody. So tell me a little bit about that. Um so yeah, I've been fortunate enough to have a few mentors in my world. And one was when I sold my company and I went to work for a gentleman the gentleman who owns the large independent company here in Southern California. And um, at the time, I wasn't really looking for a job per se. And I'll never forget the question he asked. Well, there were, there were two things that happened. One was to create an appointment, mm -hmm. get a phone call and the call is, hey, uh, we have a job opening. You've been referred and we'd like to talk to you. Well, if you're happy doing what you're doing, do you want to talk to that person? Probably not. And I said, mm -hmm. so look, I love my job. Things are going well. My career is, is amazing. Well, then I got a call back about a week later and the person asked me the question. They said, so let me ask you the question. If you had the opportunity to spend a few hours with somebody who built one of the largest businesses of their type in Southern California, wouldn't you at least be curious to find out how they did that? I went, oh, I don't have one of the largest brokerages in Southern California. Yeah, I'd be very interested in meeting that person. So I didn't go on an interview. I went on a discovery. Ah. At the end of our conversation, yeah, at the end of the conversation, the second question was asked that really caused me to know this is somebody I need in my life. And the question was, okay, Wally, we've just spent a couple of hours together talking about where our industry is going, future opportunities in real estate. And what I've learned about you is you're probably going to be making a big decision after this conversation. You're going to decide you are in a great place and you should stay there. You're going to decide there's bigger opportunities out there and you're going to pursue them. Mm -hmm. Or you're potentially going to decide that this company and what we have to offer might be something that would be really powerful for your future. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home and think about this and what would need to happen for whichever of those decisions you make to be the best business decision you've ever made. And I'll give you a call in a couple of days and check in on you. I went, oh, mm. that's a, wow, that's a deep question. So I went home and I thought about it. And I realized a couple of things. Number one, I wasn't thinking nearly big enough. Big in my world is tiny in somebody else's world. And that's right. not good or bad. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And I realized this person wasn't offering me a job. This person was offering me a way of becoming. And I went, I don't care what the job is. I need this person in my life. Yeah. And the reason that I consider this one of my best mentors is he always challenged me to take things to the next level. And how does that fulfill where you want to be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Because mm -hmm. whatever decision you make today will cause something to happen 10 years from now, right. or 20 years from now. 
Mm-hmm. So, so for me, and, and I was one of those people that went around and go, how do you get a mentor? How do you get a mentor? Well, first of all, if that's something you want, you want that person in your life, then just start looking around. And the next thing you know, it'll show up in the most unlikely of places. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going in for a job or a potential job interview. And basically what I discovered is I found somebody that was going to be my North Star to get me further than I would have ever gotten on my own. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. And, you know, that's in that one person. That's a coach. Yeah. And that one person probably doesn't realize the impact that they had on you, you know, at all. You know, they they had a job to do. They believed in you, but they, you know, when you hear, oh, my gosh, you know, I had that kind of an impact on you. It, it's so rewarding because that's what you're, that's what you do, you know? So when you coach, when you coach your own clients, kind of walk us through, if I was, if I was looking for a coach and you, your name came across me, what, what would I see that you would bring to the table for me? That's a great question. Um, and whenever you're looking for a coach, that's what you want to ask is mm-hmm. what is it I need at this point in time? So in any relationship, relationships are either for a time, a reason, or forever. And as business coaches, you don't end up with a lot of forever clients. Right. You usually end up with clients that are there for a reason, which usually transpires over a period of time. So as a business coach, First, when I got into the world of being uh, a coach, I would coach anybody. It was like being the new agent. Anybody that wants to sell a house, if I got to drive 10 hours, I'll do it, right? Well, I started my coaching career the same way and then realized very quickly that wasn't the smartest way to be a coach. So I said, well, who am I? How did I get to where I am? And what are all the things I've done in my life? And what I realized was that my passion was building businesses. I looked back and went, well, this is mm-hmm. interesting. I've owned a number of businesses. I taught at a university and ended up creating a program on how to build businesses. And my most joy is showing others how to do the same thing. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should be a business coach that focuses on when you are ready to move into multiple steps of a business. So an agent comes into the business and the first thing they need to do is become a good real estate agent. If you don't do that, the probability of moving further is slim and none. So you come in and you focus on that. And then you realize, you know, I could expand this. I could have an assistant. I could do that. Then you think, oh, I could own my own business and do this and provide services for others. Right. Then you realize within your business, there are other places to go and other business potentials and other sources of income. Now, Many people get stuck at going from being the provider of a service, a real estate agent, an operations person, and that's the end of the stream. Those aren't people that I would coach. I'm not going to help you be the best salesperson or the mm-hmm. best business owner. My world are people that come to me and go, well, I have I, I always had the vision of being an entrepreneur with multiple businesses that impact multiple people, and I can create this bigger world for other people. So some of my business heroes, when you look at them, 
these are people that don't just own businesses. They own multiple businesses. Sometimes they're not even related and they build partnerships. Right. So they really aren't business owners. They're partnership builders. Those are the people that I'm looking for. And I look at Kim. So when, when Kim and I first met, it was to do a very specific thing. And I've watched your career over the years. And now I look at all the things you're doing. You know, you've got all the services you've tried. You've got this podcast. Kim, where you are now, if you said, I got five other things I want to do, or if back maybe five or 10 years ago in your growth, those are the people that are in my world. Yeah. So most of my clients are people that, for the most part, they're running a real estate team. And now they're either looking at wealth building activities instead of renting a space, buying the building. Uh, they're looking at going, well, this is interesting. Um, I, I give you an example. I have a client who has a small property management company. And we were chatting a while back and I asked him the question, what's one of the biggest line item expenses that as a property management company you have? Either you or your clients have. And he goes, oh, uh, lawn maintenance. And I go, really? So have you ever added up how much money you and your clients spend on lawn maintenance every year? And he went, oh, well, guess who's now starting a lawn maintenance company? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? You know? So instead of him paying other people for that service, he's now going to find the best people. They're going to get paid for great service and he shares profits with them. Mm -hmm. So he gets money back. Right. That's what I do is help people discover those things. And many times they're sitting right under your nose and you've been missing it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's interesting because, it's interesting you know, when you think. Of... Go ahead. So, OK, so anyway, what I was going to say is what what. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Kim. I think our above, I think something's buffering because we're talking over each other. So, um, okay. So then when, yes. when you talk about, you know, you working with a specific group of people, you know, that's great. And then, you know, but if there's people that come to you that really don't fall into your wheelhouse, you know, you refer them out to others. So it would be a benefit for anybody that's listening just to reach out to Wally, see if there is a good relationship there. And if there is, great. But if not, you could also refer them to the right coach to help them with their specific needs. So they're not out there just Googling coaches, right? You know, because I, I yeah, think coaches... 100%. Because um... you don't want a coach that's... Um, like a coach for everything, you know, I'm, I'm, when I have a business coach and I've had two over what, 20 something years and they, they have to know what I'm doing, you know, and, and what I want to do so they can help me get there and not, you know, it's kind of like I had a coach and I was in a group and they had, you know, Oh, it's going to be a great group. It's a master mind, you know, the whole thing. And I got in there and found out, well, everybody in the group was brand new. You know, they were just starting a business. And I'm like, well, I've had a business. I need I need somebody to help me 
go to the next level in this business. So it was not a great match, even though I learned a lot, I just, it wasn't a good match. So, you know, that's where I always tell people, if you're going to hire a coach, make sure you talk to them about what they can help you achieve and be open about it. You know, these are people that are there to help you. And if you're not honest with them about what's going on, they can't help you. Right. So, um, so here's mm -hmm. a question. Um, what does success mean to you? And, and when I say success, I know that success could mean a personal success, um, professional success. So kind of share with us what you what you feel that means. There's a poem that I love. And at the end of the poem, it basically says success is leaving the world a better place because you were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, success is at, at the end of any interaction you have, is the other person better off as a result of this, this conversation? At the end of a coaching call, is, is the other person better off as a result of this call? And if they're not, that wasn't a successful call. If they mm -hmm. were, if they were one thing, one thing that they can take action on. If we're working with a client and that client has discovered something, I really don't want a two-story house. I want a one-story house. And you help them discover that, that even though you didn't sell a house that day, that was a successful encounter. So to mm -hmm. me, it's very simple. Success is leaving the world or the people around you a little bit better because you were there. That's it. I love that. I love that. I'm going to borrow that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll send you a so copy then, of the poem. Okay. Um, so let's talk, because, you know, the last time that we talked, we talked about you're, you're doing a lot of stuff. So kind of share with us, you know, yes, you're a, you know, a, a Keller Williams maps coach, but you have some other things going on too. So kind of elaborate what else you have going on, because I find it very interesting. <laughs> well, one of the things I realized as a maps coach, a business coach for realtors is money is not something most people have a really great handle on. They don't understand money. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have good P&Ls. Um, and they just, nobody really ever sat down, and this is true of me, which is part of the reason this became a passion, was nobody really showed me how money works. So I started reading books and I came across a book called Profit First, written by Michael Michalowicz. And I read the book and I went back and looked at it a couple of times, got on the website and went, oh, this is interesting. They have a certification program. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that is. And I started reading through it and I'm going, well, it's not really for a real estate coach, but I thought, well, it might be fun. Anyway, long story short, I am a certified profit first coach to teach a system. And generally speaking, somebody coming into that world. So I do coach people on that also. A typical business owner that's got a successful business that's growing just as a result of relooking at how they hold their money accountable and how they manage their money will see a 20% difference the first year in their profit. There you go. So that's another piece of, of what I do is help people that want to learn how to get make better use of their money. Mm -hmm. and have their money become a vehicle to grow their business. So from that, there's there's two levels of expenses. There are expenses that you have to have because you're there, like a license. Just because you have a license 
if I pay double for my license, I don't get twice as much business. Right. So there's not a relationship other than you just get to be there. Now, if I spend money on marketing and I do it properly, that will grow my business. If I hire somebody and it's the right person, that will grow my business. So we begin to understand the purpose of that dollar, what it's supposed to do. Uh, so that's that's a, a big part. And it's interesting. The feedback I'm getting from people is, oh, my goodness, they just their money was always a mess. And whatever was left over was profit. All the right. business planning I do starts with how much profit do you want to make this year? And then everything's built from that. Mm -hmm. The other thing we do is we were very successful in running a, a probate business, working with seniors, um, building a base of attorneys and, and other providers. So I now coach that. And I'm actually uh, working with a gentleman who is a coaching client of mine, who that's been a lifelong passion. And we're creating a program uh, that will teach agents A through Z of dealing with people that own multiple properties, setting them up to make sure that their all of their stuff is in order so that when they pass, the right things happen. And when they do pass, what do you do after that? So it's an A to Z of really helping somebody plan out their real estate investments and what they do when that inevitable day comes of making sure that we don't end up with kids fighting because we didn't really do a good job of, right. of putting our estate together. Mm -hmm. um, and then we work with third-party professionals, financial planners, and because that's not who we are. We just do the program. Um, so those are the primary things that I'm working on. I also do some group coaching and training. Basically, um, I'm not bored. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Plenty that's, of things to keep I just busy. love it. You know. Well, it, it's so interesting because people that, and, and, and I find this with a lot of real estate agents, is that we they all have these such different personalities. But it's kind of like that, and I, I don't know if I'll say it right, but a serial entrepreneur, you know, is the way that I look mm -hmm. at things. So like I have multiple businesses, you have multiple businesses, but I think that's just coming from the entrepreneurial spirit that we didn't have back when we were starting out in our 20s. But you know, we're, we're realizing it now and we're taking all that knowledge that we have to be able to do what we're doing today. And I just think it's great. And so I always tell agents, you know, how, you know, look at your market and niche, but also, you know, build those relationships with other businesses because you never know where that's going to come from, whether it's you know, like as a real estate agent, I would hope that agents have invested in property. You know, I mean, why not have the uh, additional properties that have that income, a secondary income? And, um, you know, because there's so much opportunity there. But, you know, not everybody has that kind of budget to get into doing that. So I always tell them, you know, take a certain amount of your your commission, put it to the side and save it so that you can start buying, you know, maybe if it's something that's of interest, buy property, you know, and rent it out or VRBO it or Airbnb and all that stuff. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you regarding, um, and here's the book, and you you are going to give somebody a book, aren't you? Isn't that what we talked about, that you would give away um, a book? We did talk about that, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So, and I will put, um, how do we want to do that? Hmm. How do we do want to do that? Um, why don't we just say, 
let's see, maybe, gosh, what would be a good way to do that? The fifth person that signs up for your the book or, ooh, we could do when, here's something we could do is say, um, what was the one question that I asked Wally that he explained what success means to him? You know, and maybe they have to go back and read that and send send us that answer, and then we pull their name. Or maybe we just okay. say, you know, if you want to put, if you want a book, fill out, and we'll pick, we'll draw a name. You know, that might be a way to do it too. Just draw yeah. a name. I think that'd probably be easier. Just have everybody. Yeah, well, I'll have a little place where they can fill out a form, and then we'll send them all to you. How's that? And then perfect, um, perfect, perfect. perfect. Okay, so let's talk about um, your books. So if you were going to recommend a book besides Profit First, what would be a book that an, an agent or even an entrepreneur could benefit from that you read that really made a difference to you? This journey of really um, moving into the entrepreneurial world came from the book, uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogmandino. Yeah. He uh, talks about the 10 scrolls in there. Mm -hmm. And these are, the scrolls are basically how you choose to run your life. And I went through that and I just went, holy mackerel. If I, if I build my world around just these 10 principles, amazing things will happen. So mm -hmm. if you haven't read that book, I would highly encourage you to read it and, and really pay attention to what he's saying in those 10 scrolls. Uh, it, that was one of the most life-changing things that I've ever read and yeah. go back and refer to it frequently. Um, you know, and that's not a new book. That book's been around. I think in terms of, <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's a, so the other book I would say that was also a big influence and I don't think I wrote this down on the list is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is also not a, a yes. new book. Yes. And there's even a movie now, I believe, and out on those, uh, There may be. Interesting. Think, think and the, Grow the Rich. The thing that's think. interesting about both, yeah, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, both of those books aren't about how to do something. They're about how to think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the limitations we have in life are stuck between our ears of how we think. So on my on my book list, I have a lot of books on how to think. Then there's also books on how to do things. Um, John Maxwell is one of my favorite authors. Yes. Because John also teaches you how to think and what to do. Mm -hmm. um, so he's very high on my list of readers of books to read. Um, another one is, uh, let me go grab this here real quick. You mentioned uh, one called Filling um, in a Crisis by, uh, Jeb Blunt. So that would be a good book for, to, for agents yep. in today's market. Oh, there we go. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and it kind of goes along with this little book, the little yes. red book of selling, by uh, Jeffrey Glittermore. Glittermore. Somebody asked me a while back, um, what sales philosophy did I follow? 
And I'm like, sales philosophy? Hmm. Well, what sales method? What sales books have you read? Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking and I went, oh, I don't know if I've actually followed somebody that teaches you how to sell, what the process mm-hmm. is. We pick it up, we learn things, we've got to lead generate, we've got to talk to people and all that sort of stuff. But Jeb Blunt, uh, he has a company called Sales Gravy and has written about 11 books all on prospecting, selling, signing contracts, negotiating deals. He is a salesman salesman. This guy is amazing and very successful guy. And he lays out these are the things you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Glitmer, same way. Um, he's not as prolific a writer. He's written two or three books, but the little red book is selling. And one of the things I love in this book is, is basically, and this guy's got a sense of humor, right? The little red book of selling 12.5 principles of sales greatness, not 12, not 13, 12.5. <laughs> Keeps the humor in there. So makes you think. Catches your attention in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And in the very beginning of the book, He says, people don't like to be sold. They love to buy. Yes. People don't like to be sold. They love to buy. Think about that again. Say that again. And he says, if they like you, people don't like to be sold. They love to buy. Exactly. Yeah. So if you just take that principle and every conversation you're in with a potential prospect, customer, what is it they want to buy? Mm-hmm. That's the question, not how are you going to get something sold? What do they want? And when you figure that problem out, they will follow you anywhere. That's right. That's very true. Well, all right. I think we have pretty much covered everything. Is there anything that you want to add that we haven't talked about already? The only thing would be basically we can become what we want to become when we put our mind to it and when we put the right people in our lives. Mm -hmm. For most of us, we're one relationship away from the next major piece of growth in our life. Who is that person? Is it a business coach? Is it a mentor? Is it a business partner? So if there's something you want, to make your world better, to make whatever. Find the person that will help you get there. Yeah, I like that. It's really that simple. It is. It's very simple. So, okay, now let's um, start wrapping this up with, if anybody in that's listening, excuse me, to this podcast wanted to reach out to you, how would you want them to make that connection? Um, you can go to my personal website. It's Wally at WallyMalish.com. Okay. And then WallyMalish.com. Um, okay. And your Facebook, and I'll have and all the links in the show notes. I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, you can just go into Facebook and uh, uh, do Wally Malish. I'm not a real big Facebook guy. Yeah. Um, and we're working on having a website. So we're going to have a website out pretty soon which yes, I we are. is going to be wallymalish.com yes yep, we're going to get that thing going 
Yeah. And when then you, when you when you can't get something done, find the right person. And I found Kim. Already knew Kim, so she's helping me do it. Yep. And I'm having so much fun. I love working with y'all. You and Cheryl. Now I've worked with you and Cheryl, but right now I'm just working with you. But also, yep. if you want, um, like I said, I'll have all your social media links in the in the show notes. But on LinkedIn, okay. you can find him at Wally Dash Malish. Um, I'm sorry, Wally Dash Malish. M A L E S H. So y'all connect with him on LinkedIn. That's very important because LinkedIn is a business to business networking group. So it would be to everybody's advantage to have that and be connected. Um, All right. Well, my last question, and this is probably the most important, is what is your favorite dessert? Because this was like, (laughs) what is he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) thought you were going to get so um my wife and i had the pleasure of going to paris quite a few years ago and we stayed in the latin quarter and we found this little italian restaurant and they have a dessert profiteroles which is basically a hard crushed shell with a a cream filling and Mm. it's one of my favorite desserts and i had it at this particular restaurant and i went oh my god so when i turned 65 Cheryl asked me, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, Peretta profiteroles at this particular restaurant in Paris. Guess what I got for my 65th birthday? Oh, my gosh. She's a keeper. She is (laughs) a keeper. That's cool. I love that. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, Wally, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate you um, taking the time to talk to not just me, but to our audience and being a, you know, we're a fairly new podcast. So, you know, I think this is going to be so beneficial for everybody that's reading it, whether they listen to it in the current time or in the future. And so um, I'm sure we can probably do another podcast on something going forward because you know so much and you've been in the business for so long and you've seen the markets shift. So it's like, you know, as a seasoned agent, when you see this shift coming, like what we're just now going through, coming out of this crazy market the last two or three years to now it's kind of leveraging out, you know, it's like I always tell everybody, it's going to change. It's just hang tight, take advantage of what is being presented to you in the in the market we're in today, and that will set you up for success for the next shift in the market, you know, because it's constantly changing. You know, it's kind of like when we say, um, the weather in Texas, wait just a minute, it'll change. It's kind of like that with the real estate <laughs> industry. <laughs> Give it a minute and it'll Analyze, change. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it'll anyway, change. but I do appreciate it. It means a lot to me that you did this and everything. And then we'll have in the show notes, you know, your website, your email and, you know, other, how all the ways that they can reach out to you and everything. And then we'll do the book. And so we'll just say, you know, fill out the form and um, Wally will send you a book, uh, send the winner a book, and we will announce that as well. Okay. Well, thank yep. you so much oh, for let's doing that. Other, let's add one other thing to that. Okay. The winner of the book will also, will also do a coaching call from the book. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we love that. That's a great, yep. okay, people. Y'all need to really pay attention to that because Wally can really help y'all. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you know someone, and I bet you do, who would appreciate this podcast, please share it with them. As a reminder, this podcast can be delivered directly to your favorite device by using the subscribe links you can find in the show notes below or over at unstoppablerealestateagents.com. Remember, it takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. Have a great day.